All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including iTunes and Spotify. You can say whatever you want to say. Just make sure it's a five-star review. Anyway, I'd like to thank the LinkedIn Jobs site for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across Locked On College Network. LinkedIn helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. They, of course, sponsored John Garcia. He came in and talked about quarterbacks, including quarterbacks that are on the roster. We're going to do the same thing today, maybe with running backs. And one of the players that really has my interest peaked is Quinshawn Judkins. What can you tell the Ole Miss fan base about Quinshawn? Quinshawn, Stephen, is your your conventional SEC back. I think if you, if you want a throwback player on the roster, and, and look, you know, Snoop Connor was kind of that for Ole Miss for, for, for quite a while. You want that type of back in, in this recent recruiting classes and, and the freshman Judkins brings that to the table. He is a low center of gravity, physical player uh, who seems to just get better as the game wears on. I, I was at his last game in high school, the state championship game last December, uh, and it was his show. I mean, he was a 25 carry, 200 yard kind of back uh, against a really good Pleasant Grove team that was built to stack the box and stop him. But four yards became six yards, six yards became 10 by the time the second half rolled around because Judkins brings the lumber at at 215 pounds or so. But I think he's more than just that. Certainly the the strength, the, the low center of gravity, the low plane and the downhill style is his bread and butter. But he's also got this element of space that he brings to to the game, whether it's in the passing game as a blocker or as a receiver, where you actually see him make a whole lot of moves in the open field. His hands are soft. He can put together some of the traditional running back routes that you're going to ask of of a player of that caliber, your outcut, your swing pass, your arrow route, your choice route, things like that. And he could finish thereafter. And, And again, once he gets into that realm, he's even more successful because now you're talking about back seven defenders trying to wrap up a, a really physically impressive player who again really runs well behind his pads so not a whole lot of dancing or or sauce in the open field but he can stick his foot in the ground and make make the first defender miss and then run with physicality and finish forward thereafter so there's a lot to like about the floor of Quinshawn Judkins whether you want him to be that classic workhorse or in the modern game to be that change of pace where most backs are a little bit more three down prone. So you bring in a bigger back to change the pace opposite of of how you used to do it uh, 10, 15 years ago. So I think in either role, Judkins could have an impact pretty early on at Ole Miss, even with how stacked this running back room appears to be. Yeah. And uh, you know how much I love doing comps, but whenever I watched his high school film and everything, the player that stood out to me was TJ Yeldon. He very good lateral quickness. I saw a lot of TJ in his game. Yeah, and built similarly, right? Both mm-hmm. guys are, are taller backs, six foot six one and thicker. You know, not they, they play lighter than they look, uh, but they could also lower that pad level uh, when the time comes. So I like that comp, especially from a, a physical standpoint. I think TJ was a little bit more smooth and graceful with it, but that came with time. You know, I think at, in high school at Daphne High School, both guys from the state of Alabama. 
uh, as well. In high school, TJ was a little bit more ferocious, a little bit more physical because uh, because he couldn't run away from or he could run away from the from defenders. So he just kind of doubled down on, on being that physical presence. And then he became a little bit more balanced at Alabama and, and, of course, in the NFL thereafter. But, yeah, I like the comp from a physical perspective. And I do think Judkins has that type of receiving upside as his game continues to progress. Uh, and I think he fits the modern game in, in that sense. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good comp. I'm not fighting that one at all. All right. That's awesome. Uh, okay, let's move on to the class of 2023. Um, Ole Miss was in for Dante Dowdle, and he ended up going to Oregon. You know, reasons, who knows what happens. But is there any player that Ole Miss is kind of into right now at the running back position for 2023? We're hearing a whole lot about Ole Miss and Chris Johnson, the running back out of Dillard High School in South Florida. Fort Lauderdale is, is the city there in Broward County. And this has really become a two-horse race. It's Ole Miss and it's the local program, Miami, that are really kind of jockeying back and forth for positioning here. But let me tell you, don't don't fall in love with the geography in this one. Chris really feels like, and we visited with him this week, really feels open. Uh, he's, he hasn't frequented Miami as you would expect a kid uh, who's who's relatively close to campus, about 25, 30 miles or so. Uh, he's really taking a, a slower approach to the process and and really he feels like they're contrasting styles with lane kiffin and how open it is at old miss versus how miami wants to be kind of traditional and establish that line of scrimmage and i think when you talk about his game stylistically you could see why old miss is a primary contender here because he fits that role that hybrid role so well kind of the opposite of a quinshawn judkins a guy who's incredibly fast lighter leaner uh, built for the space game so much so to the point where he was playing wide receiver at Dillard High School earlier in his varsity career. So truly a 50-50 a hybrid where you could line him up in the slot just as much as you line him up in the backfield offsetting uh, your, your quarterback in the shotgun. So a player who is certainly built for all of the speed and space elements of the modern game that you ask for. But he's not short either. He's about 5'11". He looks like he could carry another 10 to 15 pounds. So he could probably build out and become a more balanced back. But again, uh, unbelievable speed, track uh, numbers to verify that. I think he's 10'5 or so in the 100-meter dash. So legitimate wheels and experience as a wide receiver. That's got to make it so interesting when you talk about making that position projection and how he fits at a school like Ole Miss versus Miami. So I think it's going to be fascinating down the stretch. Um, the styles are different. Uh, the locales are so different. I think it'll take official visits to each program and then probably come to a decision before his senior season wraps up. And, and again, this is a kid who's really curious about the on-field product as well. You know, he admitted, and it got a little bit of pushback on social media when we put the story out. He said, hey, I want to see what Miami looks like. This is a new staff, a new group in town. I want to see what their offense looks like. I already know what I'm getting if I pick Ole Miss. I know the type of offense and what is going to be asked of me. So I think from a fit perspective, he's leaning towards the Rebels at this moment. But how long does he allow that Miami impression to begin to close that gap in, in what looks like it could be a coin flip type of recruitment? And before we get out of here, I just want to ask you this question. In, in, in year three of the Lane Kiffin era, what is the perception of his high school recruiting to everyone? I think it's, it's kind of up and down. I, I think everybody knows, particularly with an offensive recruit, 
that if Lane Kiffin really wants you and he's prioritizing you, it's, it's going to be hard to, to win because of the not only the uh, tangible from what we've seen from Lane Kiffin offenses, not, not even just at Ole Miss, but even before that point, uh, but also just kind of the laid back and, and different approach personality wise that he brings relative to the Mario Cristobal's and some more old school type coaches that are a little bit more, you know, black and white with either you're in or you're out uh, type of type of uh, intensity, if you will. So I do think it's interesting uh, for, for recruits to kind of inherit and take in what Lane is, is selling. And I think elsewhere, there's this sense that Lane is going to focus on his guys and then just, you know, he knows the portal is there. He knows there's always going to be opportunity to add talent in other directions. So, in, in that way, it kind of goes, uh, it kind of splits because you either say, well, well, if I am being prioritized by Lane as a high schooler, it means he really wants me. Or two, it's like, well, you know, I can be a little bit more casual with Ole Miss. Maybe some spots will be available longer term because the class won't be at 20 prospects anytime soon. So there's a little bit more patience, I think, viewed in receiving that Ole Miss scholarship offer. And that's why a lot of the the big names we're talking about, Chris Johnson, Braxton Myers, maybe Caden Lee, the receiver. There's really no rush from any of them, seemingly, to make that final call. Yeah, and we're going to talk about Caden Lee next week, so that's a little teaser for everybody. Beautiful. Um, but anyway, John, thank you for stopping by today. Um, of course, get more on the SEC by making Locked On SEC your second listen every day. Host Chris Gordy and his local experts of Locked On take you across the SEC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On SEC your second listen. John, thank you very much for coming by. And like I said, I'll talk to you again next week, bud. Sounds good, Stephen. Take care. All right, man.